Welcome to the Non-Gendered Fitness Podcast, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Non-Gendered Fitness, the home of queer fitness and health, previously known as Fearless Movement Collective. Now here's your host, Bowie Stover. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 74. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This episode, friends, we are going to be talking about binding in particular, how binding is not for everyone, and that is totally okay. Now, this is not something that is really spoken about very often. It almost always seems expected that a person who is AFAB and exists within the gender diverse umbrella is gonna want to bind. But in reality, this is not the case, <laughs> and when folks do express the binding isn't for them, they can be shamed by others from the trans community, from the gender diverse community, who do bind or do have dysphoria around their chest. It seems like there's this pres- presumption that everyone is just going to want to do it. But the truth is that every person is different, and the way that feels right for them to express themselves is different too. I know I have said this so many times. I am going to say it again. There is no right or wrong way to transition. Each of us are different and we find our own ways to express ourselves that feels right for us. And that is all that matters. We can't go around enforcing our own transition pathways onto other people as though that is the only way to do it. And... Some folks can feel challenged by this when people do it differently, when people don't necessarily choose a medical avenue or they don't want to do what would be considered stereotypical kind of pathways. But the truth is that's that's not someone else's responsibility to fulfill your expectation of what transitioning is. It seems to me that some TGD folks just aren't accepting or open to accepting that not every gender diverse or non-binary person may want to look masculine or androgynous either there's these stereotypes are prevalent and it doesn't matter where you are or what you're involved in they do tend to creep in and this is one of the really common ones it is as it's as though a person choosing in this instance not to bind somehow challenges the validity of a trans or trans mask or non-binary or gender diverse person's existence who does so they may feel threatened by the fact that someone else doesn't feel the need to do it and this type of projecting is super problematic it's one of the biggest causes of the lateral violence that occurs within our own community and not gonna lie it's really just fucking shit (laughs) this This conversation that we're having now is one that I've actually had with a number of non-binary folks and this is why I thought it'd be worth sharing and have a chat about with everyone because this is not the first time that 
this subject has been brought up with me. I think folks have brought it up with me because this is a topic that's very close to my own transition because I don't I don't chest bind because for me I, I don't feel that it's right for me early on in my transition I did experiment with binding for a while but for myself whenever I used a binder I actually found that I would get really uncomfortable about how I looked I didn't like seeing my chest looking super flat I didn't I didn't like how it felt to be perceived as overly masculine because I'm quite tall and I have broader shoulders so it's it's a bit easier for me to be perceived in a more masculine way I didn't like it I didn't and it was so interesting (laughs) because it's not how it's always been for me but binding made me feel super self-conscious it made me feel really awkward and at first, I really couldn't place why. I didn't know what was going on. I, I presumed that I would want to bind and I would like it. <laughs> that was not what happened. And I just couldn't pick why it felt so wrong to have such a flat chest. So for a while, I just tried to persevere with it. I thought to myself, you know, it's, you'll get used to it, Bowie. <laughs> and then it'll be okay now (laughs) it took me a real a while to realize it doesn't it doesn't work like that it (laughs) I mean hindsight offers a lot of clarity and the reason I didn't feel right when I wore a binder was because it didn't help me feel like I was presenting the way I wanted to present to the world And there's no amount of forcing that can change that (laughs) as much as I did try. I realized that I don't want to look like I have no chest. That looking masculine actually makes me feel just as uncomfortable as looking feminine does. And that I don't want to be perceived as a man. And I'm not going to lie... This wasn't an easy realization to come to. (laughs) I'd spent a lot of my life thinking that to not be seen as a woman, I meant I had to look more like a man. And I'm I'm using very gendered kind of language here because in my thinking at the time, this is really how it was for me. I know that there's so much more beyond that. It's not that black and white. Um, So bear with me. (laughs) In reality... Nothing is that black and white. It's not, really. I mean, our thinking makes it so. But being neither perceived as a man or as a woman made me happy. It, it, it didn't. It was, it was not a right fit for me. Now, this was made harder still because I spent so long not even having the language to express what I felt within myself about my gender identity and about my body. So it was quite challenging and it was quite a confusing time. And for a long time, and this is a new realization that I've had uh, as well, is that it's not even for me about being androgynous. I've thought for a while, once I had the language, that that was it. It was like, well, I want to look androgynous. I want to look like neither. I want to be this in-between creature. But really, I just want to be myself in the way that feels good for me without trying to fulfill 
any sort of social stereotypes. And it's been an interesting exploration because I spent so long rejecting feminine and femininity and anything that I had perceived as being what made me uh, a, a, a woman, I guess, quotey fingers there, because I know I'm not, but based on my secondary sex traits through puberty, those things that defined me outwardly as being read as a woman. And truthfully, I've I've come to this point where I, I don't feel that awkwardness. And this has, I think, fed into why I don't like binding because I don't want to look like I have no chest but I don't want to look like I have lots I don't actually have lots of chest thank you training (laughs) I did I did help myself there accidentally (laughs) and this is because over the past few years my thinking about how I express myself has really changed and it, it has included how I present outwardly and how that makes me feel. It's not been an easy process. Thinking about these things has been quite uh, emotionally laborious and not always feeling good. There haven't always been like these moments where it's like, aha, I've had this realization. I feel so great now. No, definitely not. Definitely a lot of awkward feelings, a lot of challenging feelings and trying to figure out what exactly I'm thinking. But this does all bring me back to binding in general, because once I realized that binding made me feel uncomfortable and that I actually felt okay having a chest that isn't quite flat, I began to feel much happier in general and much more myself. I've found that wearing a sports crop helps make my chest look flatter without taking all the shape away. And that... That feels really great for me because I like that. I like I like how it looks with some shape there, but not completely flat. And I've spoken to other non-binary folks about this. And I found that this is something that other folks out there do experience. And all the conversations have always brought up as well how this really just isn't spoken about so much. It's almost like... Once you enter into this world of openly being non-binary or gender diverse or trans, there's there's things that seem like it's maybe not so okay to speak about because some people have really strong emotional responses to. And it's almost like it's not okay to be okay with yourself or those parts of you. Now, I'm not, this is a bit generalized. I know not everyone in the TGD community is like that, but In my experience, there have been a lot of folks who haven't been so nice (laughs) about (laughs) someone who can find ways to feel good in their body that may be a bit unconventional or different from the ways that that they have found helps them feel good, whether that's through uh, medical avenues or binding or things like that. And at the end of the day... The most important thing that any of us can do when it comes to our transitions, when it comes to the choices we make, is do the things that feel good for us, regardless of what someone else is saying. And I know that can be challenging because it can feel really shit when you've got someone from your own community who you, you think is going to support you, turning around and telling you, well, that's not right or that's not okay or you're not really, insert gender identity here, you know. But there are no rules. 
there are no rules here and I have said this a lot <laughs> and I am going to keep repeating this because there are definitely stereotypes out there about what it means to be non-binary, what it means to be gender diverse, how to show up as someone who is under that umbrella. But that's just not the case. Nothing is that black and white. We're, we, just by existing as someone who is non-binary or gender diverse, us stepping out of that black and white of being one or the other. So it can be really problematic when folks try and enforce some sort of binary rules into a non-binary existence. And I am a non-binary person. <laughs> I know you probably all know that. I talk about it a lot. But for me, it feels good having a chest that has shape. And I feel good about how my chest looks topless and I don't think that this is a narrative that is spoken about enough. My experience with my body does not take away from folks who do have dysphoria about their bodies. Because all of our experiences are individual and they are all valid. And if you're gender diverse or non-binary and it feels good for you with where your body is at right now regardless of what you've done please know that it is totally amazing and okay and you are 100% valid in your identity you don't need to be feeling bad about your chest if that's not really how you're feeling don't feel like you've got to try and have those emotions don't feel like you have to bind like there are these rules that you have to follow however you feel about your body if it's a choice that you feel confident with and you feel good about, that is all that matters. There is no, there is no rules. Now, I think that trying different transition options out is really valuable in helping you find what does and doesn't work for you. And just because you try something out doesn't mean that you have to stick with it. You may still be in the process of finding what works for you and that's totally okay there's no rush as much as it may feel at times like you want to be at that end point in your self-discovery already it just doesn't work like that but know that you are gonna figure it out you've got a whole life to work through you as you are and as we get older and this is something I've learned as I'm getting older our perspectives of ourselves change. How I am now is nothing like how I used to be. Even a handful of years ago when I first came out, it was maybe about five years ago that I actually found the language to express my gender identity. And from the time that I started on my transition or my conscious transition. I think I'd been transitioning for a long time before that by using training, but just didn't have the language to say, I am changing my body shape to help me feel better about myself in my identity. Because where I was from, it just didn't have, I didn't have the language. I didn't have the exposure to the community that I now have down here living in Melbourne. And this is okay. This is an, ev an evolution that we can, or and probably will all go through. 
And it changes as we grow and it changes as we learn about ourselves and it changes as we learn about the experiences that we want to have in our lives. And it may not seem like where you're at now could possibly change. You may feel like, how could this possibly change? But it does. If you had asked me like two years ago about my chest, I would tell you that I was getting top surgery. No doubt about it. I couldn't deal with having a chest. I didn't like it. It wasn't It wasn't for me. I felt like I needed to be perceived uh, uh, differently and with a flat chest. But now I know that's not for me. And it's not something that I would do. It's not something I feel like I need to do. I am very happy with where I'm at right now, but that took time. It took a lot of reflection and it took a lot of me looking to understand myself and my choices and how I actually felt about my body and why I felt the way I felt about my body. And a lot of unlearning because we're all taught, we're all taught so much gendered stuff and what these stereotypes are and how to fulfill them. And it's going to be different for each of us for, you know, some of, some people may not be ready to address those kind of deeper underlying emotions and things, or some people, they may be, there's no right or wrong here. But what this allowed me to do was experiment with how I wanted to present, which did lead me to trying binders. It's led me to try a lot of different things. I've used packers as well. I've tried different clothing styles, different hairstyles. All these things are totally okay. But it's also okay when they don't feel right for you to stop doing it and just try something else. And this is a common experience that folks have. There's no right or wrong here. There's no shame in changing your mind about something. Do what works for you. At the end of the day, do what makes you feel happy, regardless of what anyone else says, because no one else is living your life. And you're not wrong in your identity if you make a decision to be something or be someone that you want to be you can't fulfill someone else's stereotype it's impossible to fulfill someone else's expectations because how do we actually know what they ever are we don't because we're not mind readers (laughs) so if you are someone who is experimenting with chest binding know that it's okay to not like it it's okay to not like any of the things you might try out there is nothing wrong with that it's like this seems to be this conversation where it's like no you have to like it or you see a lot of the time people will share about how euphoric they feel when they get their first binder which is flipping amazing and it's so great to see people find those ways that do help them feel good but don't think that's got to be you it wasn't me and it wasn't an easy process to understand why why didn't it work for me? I tried to make it work for me by, <laughs> by making myself wear the binder a lot and just feeling really awkward. <laughs> so if that's where you're at, don't try and force yourself. Don't try and make something work for you that just isn't working for you. Take a break from it. You know, see how you feel. You can always go back and try things again later on. Everything is flexible. And... It has taken me a lot of years to reach this point and I am that I am constantly trying to understand and find these answers for myself as well and I know that not everyone is there not everyone wants to do that that's okay but I encourage you if you are feeling uncertain or stuck 
to just take your time and explore what really works for you and don't do your best to avoid trying to fulfill these stereotypes and that comes that can come with a lot of unlearning involved because it's not always easy now let's have a look at what we've touched on today firstly we had a bit of a chat about how you don't need to chest bind and that it's not a prerequisite to being non-binary or gender diverse because it's not even though there may be folks out there who are going to tell you otherwise because that's how it was for them that's just not the case you don't have to be okay with chest binding you don't have to want to chest bind you could love your chest how it is even in just wear normal bras that you like to wear that make your chest prominent so everyone can see it that is still okay it doesn't make you any less non-binary just because you feel good with your body in a particular way you rock you friend that's all that matters Secondly, we had a look at some of the things that you can try if you perhaps don't like binding, but you wanted to have something in between. Like for myself, I wear sports crops. That flattens my chest a bit and it still keeps some shape there, which helps me feel good. And lastly, we looked at how important it is to take your time and find what really works for you. And... As much as you can avoid, try to not fulfill those stereotypes of what you think you need to be to be whatever your gender identity is. And instead, just be you however it feels right for you. That is the most important thing that you can do. And just really, I really need to re-emphasize this to take your time. There's a lot of conversations out there where people come out in whatever their gender identity is. And then it's almost like, well, you've come out. Okay, now you have to take all these steps. You have to do these things. What what pathways are you going to take? Are you going to start hormones? Are you going to look at surgeries? And it's almost like there's this big rush. And I get it because we all like to kind of be how we ultimately feel we want to be that helps us feel good. But things don't work instantly and sometimes there can be that pressure there to feel like you've got to do things. Just know that you don't. Take your time. Work through at whatever pace feels right for you. Take as long as you need, friends. Now, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have enjoyed any other of our episodes, I would love it if you would share that with folks who you think it could help. It might be a friend, it might be a family member. Share it about just to help support the community. Any time that we can get our voices out there to help all of our community feel better about themselves in all the ways that they can, yeah, what's wrong? What's, what's wrong with that? I love that. Do that. Share the thing. <laughs> Thank you. I would appreciate that if you could do that. <laughs> if you have any questions about this episode or you'd like to learn more about how we could support you, you can go to our website, www.nongenderedfitness.com. Remember, we've changed our name now. So not only do we have a cool podcast name, but our whole business is now also called Non-Gendered Fitness. You can check out our website there. We're still rocking exactly the same stuff that we were with our old name but we just have a better sounding name in my opinion (laughs) you can message us there as well if you want to have a chat you can jump in and try out our free trials or grab one of our training programs 
If you don't want to go to our website, that's okay. You can find us on Facebook at Non-Gendered Fitness. You can find us on Instagram, which is where we are most active, by going to Non-Gendered Fitness at the handle non underscore gendered underscore fitness or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. Yes. And until next week, friends, remember... You don't need to feel dysphoria to be valid in your identity. You don't need to fulfill a stereotype either. The most important thing that you can do is listen to your body and your feelings when they tell you what is right for you. Have a rad as they do.